Good morning, Hillcrest. That was awesome. I love that. Um, we are going right into the Kahoot time together. Uh, so grab your phones, laptops, whatever you might have, and go to the Kahoot app or the Kahoot.it. We're going to get going with that pretty soon here. I'm so excited about this. I've been doing Kahoot uh, with you all for many months, never, never done it up front. So I'm very excited to do it not only uh, for you, but with you as well. So we're going to get that number in there, 869. I'm going to get mine in there. 6479. I'm excited about my name today. I hope you are too. Spin. Here we go. Silver lark. I don't even know what a lark is, so I'm just going to go with that. All right. We're going to get a bunch of people in. We're going to watch the numbers uh, go up and uh, get together with our Kahoot survey this morning. I hope you're enjoying these. I've been really excited about them. And I'm enjoying the one this morning because uh, some Kahoot surveys that we do, they're, um, you, you look at the questions and you go, well, I'm pretty sure I know what the answers are going to be for that. And uh, then the, the answers come up and the results and you see, yep, yep, that was it. And then some weeks I get it and I'm like, I don't know what the answers are going to be in the church. And I, and I think today is going to be like that. We're looking at biblical community today. And I've got a few questions that we're going to do. And um, I honestly don't know what some of the answers are going to be. I'm pretty sure I know the answer for question four because it's, it's just kind of fun. But the first three, I'm very interested to see what, uh, what the answers are. Do we have enough people in? Can we get going, guys? Get ready. Here we go. So the first question that you're going to see there in, uh, in just a second, if it's not on your screen already, question one, I have found it harder to connect with other believers during this pandemic. So here's your four answers. The first uh, answer, red or triangle on your screen, A, it's practically impossible, practically impossible to connect with other believers. The blue answer is I find it fairly difficult. Uh, the orange or the circle answer is, it's just being a minor annoyance. And if you're really excited, you can go for the green or the square and just say, what pandemic? So give your answer in for that one. I'm going to get mine. Uh, there we go. All right. So I'm hoping that we see a variety of answers here. I'm sure some of us are, are going to be Having difficulty with it, some of us, maybe not. Let's have a look here. All right, 38%. 38% say, I find it fairly difficult. And almost the same amount say, it's just being in a minor annoyance. Um, a few people have said it's practically impossible. And a couple of people even say, what pandemic? So we have a, a good variety of answers there. Let's, let's head on to question two. Question two this morning says, the concept of biblical community should be the same regardless of what's going on in the world. All right, so you should have your answers there. Concept of biblical community should be the same regardless of what's going on. True. If you think that's true, click the red or the triangle. If you think false, click blue or the diamond. If you say kind of both, then click the orange one or the circle. And if you're really not sure, great answer as well, just click the green one. I'm really not sure. Give you a second for that. Uh, okay. Got to get my answer in there as well. Have a look at those and see what you think. This is not an easy question. I fully understand that. It takes some thinking to figure out what your, what your might be. 
should be the same. Well, that's interesting. So 69% of us said true. Biblical community should be the same regardless of what's going on in the world. Nobody said it was false. That's interesting. A few people said kind of both, and a few people just aren't sure. Some interesting responses there. Let's go to question three. So in question three there, we see in the past nine months, almost could say ten months now, I have learned new ways of connecting with other believers. If you say definitely you've learned new ways of connecting with other believers, click the red button there, the triangle. If you say somewhat, uh, click the blue one, the diamond. If not really, uh, click the orange one or the circle. Or if you say nope, haven't learned how to connect with other believers, you click the green one. Take a second there. I'm going to have a look at that. I'm going to get my answer in. We'll take a second to have a look at those, and we'll have the results up in just a second. I'm sure some of us have, uh, there's a good response there. Some of us have seen some interesting results in our own lives. Obviously, our ministries here at the church have changed uh, incredibly. So definitely, a lot of people have said, definitely, we've learned new ways of connecting with other believers. And a lot of people, somewhat. And then there's, there's also some that say, no, it's been hard, uh, not really yet. And it's kind of nice that nobody said no. That was good there. All right, question four. This is the fun one. There shouldn't be a whole lot of thinking in this one, but question four says this. I think mini golf is best when... The red button. Lots of traps and difficult areas. You know, the curvy stuff and the windmills that you have to go through and you hit the windmill blade and then your ball comes back out. That kind of stuff. There are lots of fun things to do on the course. That's the blue answer or the diamond. If you're very competitive and you just want to beat everybody that you're playing with, click the orange one or the circle. Or if you think all of that is important when you're playing mini golf, click the green one and we'll take the square there. I better get my answer in there. All right. Okay, so this is our last question. Let's, uh, let's have a look at uh, the answers in just a second. Yes, all of the above. I was hoping that one would win. I see we have, uh, we have an incredible competitive streak in our church here. That every, Some people are just like, I beat everybody in my party. That's the most important thing. And then we've got a few people that are, they want to see the fun stuff. They want to see some of the cool things on the course. They've got to be traps. It's got to be fun to play. All right. Thank you this morning for uh, doing the Kahoot survey with us. That was fun. So again, we're looking at biblical community today. And uh, just after we pray, you'll see why I put that mini golf question out there right in front. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your love, Lord, and guiding us. Thank you for each one that is here, Lord, that is sitting with us in the sanctuary. For those of us on YouTube and Facebook that are joining us online, thank you for everyone. Thank you, Lord, for our biblical community. We pray that you would just bless us as we learn from your word and what it has to say to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to share a little story this morning of something that happened uh, to my wife and I. This was many years ago uh, before we had kids. I'm honestly not sure if we were married at this point. We may have just been uh, engaged. We might have just been dating for all I know at that point. Um, but many years ago, we were, uh, we were driving around somewhere in central Ontario, kind of a rural area. There's a few farms, a few people living, some small towns. And we were just out looking for something to do. 
and we were, we were out driving, and when we were driving around, we came across this mini golf course. And we looked at each other, and sure, let's go play mini golf. I mean, who doesn't want to play mini golf in the middle of nowhere? It was great. So we went in, we parked our car, and as we're going in, we notice there's a dog running around, uh, just, just fantastic location. We paid our, our dues, we got our clubs and our balls, and we went out to the course. And this is where things, shall we say, kind of changed. Once we got out to the course, we started to notice that this wasn't like any usual mini golf course that we had seen. We had seen lots with the, with the windmills and the beautiful stuff and the curvy, curvy stuff. But this course had none of that. It was a lot of, uh, you know, just sort of straight pathways and maybe a bend to the left. And as we got onto the course, we noticed that, um, shall we say, the obstacles were more the stones that were sitting on the course. Uh, there were some ruts in the astroturf where the, you, you could see the concrete underneath, and so you had to go around those. So we were starting to get a little annoyed, shall we say. And so we went through a few holes, and as we went on, we realized this is not exactly the best mini golf course that we've ever been on. And we had to, we had to continue to, to miss all these stones that were all over. It was obvious nobody had like swept the, the course in a while. And of course, these little ruts, if you hit one of those, your ball's going to move in who knows what direction. So it went from what's going on here to annoyance to we were starting to get a little mad. And we're thinking, what did we pay this good money for? And, and I'm starting to think at this point, I'm thinking I might like my money back. Because this is like the worst mini golf course I think I've ever seen. And so as I'm thinking these thoughts and I'm thinking this is just, you know, terrible. I, I get to one of the holes and I'm, and I'm lining up there and I'm looking at the hole. Remember, there's not a lot of challenge to this. It's just, you know, straight a lot of the time. And I'm lining up here looking for the stones that I have to avoid and the ruts and all that. And then everything just completely changed. Do you remember that dog that I told you about? early. As I'm standing there just looking at the hole, trying to have some fun here, that dog who had been sort of wandering around while we were playing, well, he decides to come onto our hole. And I'm standing there, and he's now standing basically where I need to shoot. And so I stand up, and I look at him for a second, and I think you can probably guess what this dog decides this moment is a great opportunity to do. And he did. He did his business right there on the course in front of us. And in just an instant like that, my wife and I went from being mad and we didn't like this course and we just burst out laughing at what just happened. It was almost appropriate that something like that would happen while we were on this course. We laughed and we, we thought that was hilarious. We just ended our golf game right there. We handed our clubs in. We left. We laughed about it for a long time. I have told that story I don't know how many times over the years. But it just was so funny how it went from being just so bad to having a great laugh. That's what I want to talk a little bit about this morning. We're talking about biblical community, and I want to talk about it in a sense in, in context of the pandemic that we're in. A year ago, what was happening? We were hearing some stuff going on in, in China, and we were looking at the news, and wow, there's some really bad stuff going on over there. 
And then as you know, a month or two goes by and we start seeing it's kind of spreading around the world. And it went from just sort of watching what was going on to being a little bit worried. And then of course we got to around March 2020 and we had shutdowns and quarantines and masks and social distancing and just all of that stuff. And we were getting really worried. And this has gone on, of course, for, for many months now. And we've had these rules and regulations. And we sort of get really mad in a certain sense that all this is going on. It's just that bad. But at some point, you know, I think about it and I say to myself, I just have to have a laugh at this. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to discount what's been going on in the world. We've seen several million people die because of COVID. We've seen that. We've seen the terrible consequences of job loss, emotional consequences, of, of mental struggle, health struggles, all those types of things. We've seen all those things. But in these horrible times, we do need to do something that helps us to smile, that helps us to get through this. And a lot of things do that for us. I'm sure many of you have uh, remembered just what happened uh, a few weeks ago at the uh, inauguration of new President Joe Biden. I mean, it was an interesting event and all, but most of us are obviously going to remember that. Why? Because of Bernie Sanders' mittens. How many of you have enjoyed all the memes and jokes and all that kind of stuff from Bernie Sanders? I have been loving it, and it's been just going on. I saw one just in the last 24 hours. It just continues to go on. It gave us a good laugh. It put a smile on our face, and we enjoyed it. Back in late 2020, we had a couple of messages right here uh, that Brian Heaney shared uh, from our stage. He was, the, he was the, um, the speaker for a couple of Sundays, and he gave some excellent spiritual, mental, and, and emotional uh, stuff about the pandemic and how we can get through it. It was wonderful, and it helped us a lot through a very difficult time to hopefully put a smile on our face. We have to figure out how to have good spiritual and emotional health during this. We need to understand how good biblical community can be for us. Now, earlier, Crystal and, uh, and uh, oh, I forget who that was with her, but uh, had a great reading of Acts 2, 42 to 47. That was wonderful. That put a smile on my face. Now, we're going to have a look at that on the screen here. Have a read of that again, if you like. The book of Acts is kind of like, in a sense, it's unfortunate to say this, but it's kind of like what happened with the pandemic. It started in China, and then it spread through the whole world. That's what the book of Acts is. The gospel of Jesus Christ came, and it spread around and eventually went to the entire world. And the spread of the gospel continues through this day. I love this passage that was read for us earlier. In just a few short verses, it gives us a massive amount of the building blocks, the basics of what the church is. It has things like study, prayer, service, worship, evangelism, and what we're looking at today, community. Community. Our, biblic, our, our belief series uh, theme today is biblical community. And I want to take a, a quick look at community in this passage. Verse 42. Have a look. Uh, I believe it's up on the screen there for us. The first verse there, verse 42. What are they devoted to? The fellowship or community. 
And to what else? Breaking of bread. In other words, they're together. Going down a couple of verses, in verses 44, it said that the believers were together. In verse 46, they met together. They broke bread where? In their homes. So obviously, the question for us this morning is how do you have biblical community during a pandemic? How do you do that? Well, what we have been doing as a church, I do believe we're following the words here of Acts chapter 2. The good news for me this morning is my thoughts on this are exactly what we have been doing as a church. There have been um, what I would like to say are two very small extremes in in the church over the last uh, year or so. Some churches have said, yeah, we're just not going to try. We're closing down for the time being. And then uh, another very small extreme on the other end, people saying, yep, we're just going to keep going and we're not going to do anything about the pandemic. But thankfully, the greatest number of churches have said, we're going we're to go along with the government restrictions, we're going to go along with these rules, because we know that it's for our own good. Here at Hillcrest, we are doing that. We're following the government's guidelines, recommendations, and rules. And we're following them, I think, very well. We're doing our best to provide that community that we see here in Acts 2, 42 to 47. We're here this morning with a few dozen people in the, in the audience. We're here wearing masks. We are sitting apart. We probably put hand sanitizer on when we came in. I even this morning looked up. I was curious to see what they were. I looked up the Saskatchewan regulations on houses of worship just to find out what the rules were on me taking a mask off while I speak. And there's specific rules for that on how you do that. We do all these things, and what do we have still? This is community. For those of you who are worshiping at home, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook right now, you are in biblical community. It's certainly different than what we're used to, but of course, trying times say that we have to find a way. A couple of days ago, I asked one of our our youth leaders here at the church, Don Gutek, I said, so I, I know you're leading in in the youth group, I said, what are you guys doing, and how's it going? And she gave me this answer. She said, we're clinging to Zoom. And I thought that was an interesting answer. I thought it was a good way of saying, this is what we're doing. She was joking, of course. But the work of Pastor Chris and, and his team, they are continuing on. They're providing biblical community to our youth. Now, my wife and I, we run one of the life groups here at the church, we met last Sunday, and uh, as we were meeting, I, I didn't have this planned, but I said to the group that was there, and I said, I don't honestly remember what we were doing a year ago. I don't remember what we were doing, how we were doing Life Group, because since then, we have done so many things to continue on. I want to get this right. In the last year, or probably since March, I guess, we have met outside at Waccamaw Valley. We've met outside in Crescent Park. We've met outside in someone's backyard. We met sort of outside in an open garage. We did Zoom for a while. We had socially distant basements, two of them that were big enough to allow us to socially distance. And now we are meeting at the church 
under the same guidelines and restrictions that we have here today. In fact, we'll be meeting here this afternoon for our life group. It's been hard. I won't lie. We've changed. We've stopped. We've started. We're getting used to this. Why do we go through all this work, this effort, this planning, these changes? Because biblical community is important. It's important. The key idea today is this. I fellowship with Christians to accomplish God's purposes in my life, in the lives of others, and in the world. For us, though, today, let's ask the key question. The key question is this. How do I develop healthy relationships with others? And so I'd like to suggest that a great way of starting that is to look at this first scripture, Hebrews 10.25. Listen with me. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I love, just absolutely love, the first words of this verse. Has there ever been a time in any of our lifetimes where we need to stop and consider how we do biblical community? And that is what Hebrews 10.25 is asking for us. Most of the usual things that we do are denied to us right now, so it's time to get inventive. It's time to get creative on what we've been doing. It's time to us, for us to figure out in this COVID world just how to do biblical community. Of course, we've been doing that for months now. We've been figuring out what to do, and we're continuing to do that. Our, our staff, our leadership... Pastor Steve and everyone else, they're working on this. They're working hard on figuring out how to maintain good biblical community. So we're going to take our cue this morning from the Word of God. I want to look at five different uh, verses in the Bible and just briefly talk about each of them and how they help us to understand biblical community and how we can do it. So let's go through those. Number one, Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself, above yourselves. I'm a bit more of an introvert, and so I, I recognize that the pandemic hasn't affected as me as much as I see it as, as it has affected others. But it is so easy to sit down, you're at home where you're supposed to be, and you've got Netflix on, and you can grab the remote, and you can just sit down and turn it on, and there goes an evening, or a weekend, or a week. I will admit My Netflix usage over the last year, it's gone up. So ask yourself this morning how perhaps you might be able to put some of that time, some of that Netflix or TV or watching or reading or whatever time you're doing at home, how can you put that to good use? Who in our church can you show love to? How can you put others above yourself? And in what way? If you find yourself in the position of having more free time, see if you can parcel it out to other opportunities. Someone in a ministry you you work in or in your life group, someone you used to sit near here on Sundays, look for a way that you can be devoted to one another. That's the first one. The second one is Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. 
Rather, serve one another in love. This is one of the most amazing verses in the New Testament. It's got amazing stuff in it. Christ has given us freedom by the gospel, the good news of salvation. But the Apostle Paul here tells us to to avoid the negative connotations of this verse. Well, we have freedom. We can do whatever we want. And that's not the focus of this verse. It's not the focus of our freedom. Rather, he says, serve one another in love. The word serve here literally means serve as a slave. Serve as a slave. And that is an amazing contradiction. Freedom, slave. How do you put those two words together? It doesn't seem like they do. They don't seem to have any relation to each other. But they do. The love that you have by the freedom of the gospel is a love that desires to serve, to serve other people in love. I wish I'd uh, written down some of the words, but uh, one of the last songs that we sang this morning uh, that Pastor Kurt and the others were leading us in talked about freedom, free, free. It's wonderful. My wife and I loved our time. I guess we're still in January, so it was just last month. We had the Hope Has Come Christmas event. And 130 of us were here at the church participating in that ministry of sharing the birth, the story of the birth of Jesus Christ to 2,500 or so people as they drove by in cars. We did it all well. We did it under the restrictions and guidelines that we were under. And it was just an amazing event. It was amazing to be part of that. I loved, uh, I loved those three nights. They were great. Serve one another in love. Verse number three, Galatians 6.2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, if that verse interests you, we're not going to look at it this morning. But if that verse resonates with you, have a look at Romans 15.1 as well. It's a good companion verse there, and you can have a peek on that on your own. This verse could not be more applicable for a pandemic. I hope you saw my, my imitation of, friends from, or of Chandler from Friends there. Carry each other's burdens. Burdens indicates suffering and pain. I'm sure we all know somebody, somebody that's watching me right now, you probably are in some suffering. You may have some pain. Maybe in the past, maybe it's right now, and it might be in the future. We don't know. It's so easy to forget the people that were around us just regularly and that we didn't even think about just 10 months ago. I watched a video last week, and these two people were kayaking in the winter. It was just a week or two ago that they did this, obviously in a more milder climate in the world. And these two people had this really cool blow-up kayak. And they, and they went kayaking, but as I was watching them do their thing, I thought to myself, this is so interesting. What they are doing, one person, it would have been incredibly difficult. It would have been hard to get the kayak into the water. At one point of their kayak trip, they could see that one side of their kayak was starting to lose some inflation. They had to go stop somewhere and pull their kayak up and and get their pump out and, and, and fix it. And as I was watching that, I thought to myself, this would have been incredibly difficult for one person. But for two, no problem. Carry each other's burdens. It's true for us that are suffering. 
we might be able to carry someone else's burden. It could be a text. It could be a phone call. It could be an email a message on one of the many apps that we have on our phone. It could be a walk outside. Socially distanced, of course. That may just be what they need. Maybe you need to join a life group here at the church so that you can have community with each other. You can be that help to somebody right now and be someone who is helping promote good biblical community. Verse number four. Ephesians 4, 2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Now, I will admit, this, this verse probably, probably wouldn't have registered with me as much two months ago as it does today. A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I, we were in a situation. Uh, we, were, we were together. We were in a situation where somebody, shall we say, was not following the various rules and guidelines that we are under. And after a little while, uh, my wife said, hey, could you, could you fix what it is you're doing? She did it in a very charitable way, kind of in the words that we see in Ephesians 4.2. And I have to admit that if I had been the one that had talked to this person, I had a harsher comment for this person than my wife did. I know that I did something wrong that day. And my wife saved me from saying those things. I was admittedly in the wrong. Humility, gentleness, patience, love. These are the actions that allow us to bear with one another. When there are difficulties with another believer, this is scripture that guides us on how to remain in good biblical community with them. Regardless of any differences uh, that we may have, Bear with one another. Accept them as your brother and sister. It's difficult to see. When you look at this verse, it's difficult to see how a Christian operating in humility, being gentle, showing patience, and using the love that Christ gives us, it is difficult to see how they could be overbearing towards another believer. Finally, Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. I only have a simple reminder here for this one. Don't forget to do good. We're bombarded with messages all the time. Stay home. Keep your mask on. All all that kind of stuff that we've been listening to for many months now. So while you may be doing that, my challenge to to you is to not forget those who may need a hand. It may be shoveling a driveway. It may be helping them financially. It may be going and getting their groceries for them. Amongst many other things. Whatever it is that you can do, remember... With such sacrifices, God is pleased. Now, I appreciate you hearing me today, wherever you may be. Whether you're here in the service or watching us online, it's a difficult time for everyone. But we can lean on our community here. We can lean on our Savior, Jesus Christ, thankful for the gift of salvation that he gives us. And we can lean on the guidance and leaning of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
It's interesting that I'm speaking today because this would be the second time in a row that, uh, that I've spoken at Hillcrest where there has been a change. A few weeks ago, I was expecting to come and speak at the 11 a.m. service. And there's been some changes. There's constantly little tweaks and, and changes to what we're doing. And now I'm speaking live at the 9 a.m. service. But the last time we spoke, or the last time I spoke here at Hillcrest, it just happened to be the first Sunday that we had people in the building again after the first initial lockdown. That was an interesting Sunday. We came in that day and I went to uh, see a group of people that were getting ready for the service. And one person there, I noticed they saw us and they were excited to see us. And this person went and tried to give me a hug. And I will admit, my initial reaction, I stepped back. I recoiled a little bit. I, it, was just an, a, it was just an instinctive reaction from what we had been learning about. I've thought about that moment a lot since then. And I've wondered if I've done, if I did the right thing that day. We're all making sacrifices in many different ways. One of the things that's interesting about this morning is my daughter is on one of our cameras this morning. Hi, Laura. Good to see you. It's been hard not to be able to go over and visit her in her house. It's been hard not to be able to give her a hug. It's been hard for her not to be able to come over to our house and just sit and relax and talk. But we're managing. We talk on the phone. Sometimes we talk, sometimes we text, all those good things. A few times, even over the last month or so, we've had some uh, good socially distanced outdoor walking. We're making it work. We're making it work. It's good community. That's our job here at Hillcrest. That's our job to help promote good biblical community. Let's work at making community. Let's work on making this work during this difficult time. Let's work on putting smiles on our faces. Let's work on being a family that follows biblical principles. Let's work on being together in whatever way we can in the spirit of Acts 2, our verses for today. Good, authentic, biblical community has never been as important as it is today. And I hope you can take not only those words and Acts 2, 42 to 47, but some of those other ones that I read this morning and some of those little tips and tricks that we have to try to help to promote good biblical community in a very difficult time. I pray that you can do that, that you would be guided by the Word, guided by the Spirit, to be able to do that in your life and in our community here at Hillcrest. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here with us. Lord, you are guiding us through these very difficult days. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to guide our leadership here at the church as they continue to look for ways to promote and plan and execute good biblical community here at Hillcrest. Bless them, Lord. Watch over them and give them your wisdom. Guide us here, Lord. Guide us, those that are, that are gathering together in community, for those that are joining us in community on, on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you for those opportunities, for those technologies, Lord, that allow us to be together. Thank you for each and every one of our church here. 
Bless us, Lord. We thank you. We praise you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.